0: Support for LAist comes from Apple TV+, Plus, presenting Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, starring Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell, Anna Sawai, and Godzilla. Two siblings follow in their father's footsteps to uncover his involvement with Monarch, a secretive organization connected to Godzilla. TV Line says this series is incredible, and Empire roars that it's epic. Following this podcast, you can hear remarks by father and son acting duo Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell and executive producer Chris Black. More on Monarch Legacy of Monsters at fyc.appletvplus.com. Hey,
1: everybody. It's Off-Ramp from Elias Studios. Let's say some horrible person steals your FM radio and your phone and your computer uh, and your smart speakers, and you can no longer listen to KPCC. So you get in your car... Which uh is a 1972 Grand Torino, and all it has is an AM radio because you never got the FM adapter put in there. and it's a an afternoon in Los Angeles, so you turn to AM570 and what you hear blows your mind. I'm, I'm gonna have to get a little more analysis out of you there, Matt. I'm have to get a
0: little bit more
1: All right, then let's just get down to Wayno, Wayno, what are you? That is the basis for this 2014 off-ramp interview with Petros Papadakis, one half of the show, Petros and Money, which you really should listen to because it's not just a sports show. It's uh, just an amazing, mind-blowing experience. Here's the piece from 2014.
0: Matt has to be incredibly talented because, you know, I'm going at a thousand directions at any given time, and it's it's really hard to keep up, you know, and he does it brilliantly because, you know, he's smarter than me. It's nine years of me screaming, you know, at him till his hair flies off. You know, I mean, it's a lot.
1: Bueno, what do you make of the injury down there? <laughs> 13,
0: Texas, I don't listen to the show a lot, but when I do, I think, my God, that poor man. It's not fair, but it's the show. Did
1: did you at one point say to Pat Morrison, oh, don't worry, Pat, I'll use my inside voice? Uh, yeah, well,
0: I get that sometimes. You know, I'm not always super loud in real life. You know, I, at home, I'm actually, because I perform so much every day, I'm actually a pretty, pretty quiet, reserved person. But when I get to work, I, I get it going. And, you know, I I don't know why I ended up talking so loud to start with on radio, other than the fact that I think people that know speech – can recognize that I have a lisp. I mean, I have a pretty heavy lisp. My tongue is too big for my mouth. So when I first started in radio, you know, if I talked at a higher level, I realized it wasn't as pronounced when I heard it on the air, which was excruciating to hear my own voice on the air still is. For me, it's like, it's easier to sing loud. I can't sing softly. I can sing loud. And but... you have no future in indie rock, you know. you got to be able to sing quietly and, and, and demurely.
1: I'm struggling, <laughs> it's awful,
0: I'm 22, I've never paid taxes, I was life guy. is awful. I, used to, that's what I, I was that guy a little bit when I started out in radio, that's kind of what I was doing, you know, I was working at a, a small station in Santa Monica and I lived downtown, you know, I was single, I wasn't, Playing football anymore. I traveled to do football games, but mostly all I did was go to concerts. You know, I'd go to the Echo Plex or the Knitting Factory or the Troubadour, and I'd go watch all the sad indie rock. Music. I even mean, got to see Elliott Smith before he died. So I would go see all those shows, and then I'd go on the air and be like, you know, God, why am I so much deeper than all these other sports talk dorks? You know, I'm I'm so freaking deep. Why am I so deep? Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something.
1: Sitting here listening and, and, and listening to the show on the radio. Feels like the show might be 70% sports. How, how do you pick the other, st- the non-sports I, stuff? I or- come
0: up with it, you know, usually. I mean, uh, Matt does the movies on Mondays. And, you know, I do the Bachelorette or the Bachelorette Report. Learn to hate yourself in the Bachelorette Report. I despise, personally despise. Personally. This particular Bachelorette. This loudmouth, bossy Andy. Who is not hot cool or clever or fun there's just you know all that stuff just stuff about i give a warning every every wednesday before thanksgiving that no one should go to the local bar to see anybody they went to high school with because you're going to end up crying yourself to sleep i give romantic advice on thursdays is lance romance that's a company secret it's not people aren't supposed to know that it's me although i use the same voice brian brian you're on with lance romance hi brian how are you good man hey look my old lady she loves boxing But when it comes to baseball or any other kind of sport, Joey changes the channel. How do I get my old lady to like the sports that I like? You can't. You know, we dedicate a whole Friday show every Friday to uh, the Lloyd Bridges character in Sea Hunt. Because it's a Frogman Frogman? Friday! Mm -hmm. Frogman. I need the sea! Frogman. Because it teaches me. Frogman. Well, I've heard that some of the biggest shark in the world run off Puerto Blanco. I want one, Nelson. I also want to get a giant squid because I like the I live by the ocean and I love water people but I'm afraid of the water so it's kind of a I don't know we just do stuff like that and it develops on the show and we just keep doing it so you've never focus grouped this show to death no no and I frankly I don't care I mean I really don't I mean you know we I do a show that we enjoy you know Matt and I come and we we have a good time Tim and Ronnie we all put the show together and we make it and then we leave and you know, whatever it is, that's what it is. Were you a singing waiter? Uh yeah, I was. A, I mean, I was an everything waiter. You know, I've, I, we have no dignity. I grew up in a in a Greek restaurant that my father ran with his brother Tommy. The restaurant was older than me. It closed. Uh, I've been married five years. It closed four years ago. My dad's restaurant, did the Papadakis Taverna in San Pedro, it was open for almost forty years. Most of my education came from the restaurant. You know, growing up serving people. And I kind of feel that way about the radio show, you know, that it is a service. You know that we're serving our listeners to a certain degree, but I'm not very interested in what they want. <laughs> it's, I'm kind of like a Greek waiter that tells you exactly what you're going to eat and brings it out, and if you don't like it, I don't care. What songs did you sing? Oh, well, just all the, you know, Happy Birthday, uh, Happy Birthday in Greek. Uh, my what's, dad, what's Happy Birthday in Greek? Right, just, I'm not going to sing that.
1: you used um, to make
0: me sing uh, Making Whoopie, you know, when people had, Picture a little loveness down where the roses cling, you know, for an anniversary. Yeah. I used to have to sing Rags to Riches, by Tony Bennett for like big paying customers after the place cleared and I have to have to rip my shirt open at the end for him. Yeah. I know I'd go from ranks to riches yeah. if you would only say you care. It's screaming and yelling when people are half drunk so everything's great and you smell like feta cheese. It's really something.
1: Yeah, that's great. It reminds me of my one summer in Santorini. How was it? 1987. It It was wonderful in my memory, but we were so absolutely uh, uh, lonely for the U.S. First time away, and it was two months on Santorini.
0: Could you imagine that now? I'd be like, oh, my God. And there is not a Greek that calls it Santorini. Fira. Fira. Well done. Yeah, you were there for a while. We we
1: lived in a tomato
0: sauce factory, old tomato sauce factory, <laughs> at the end of the runway. There's an air base there. Yeah. See, now, I was much younger in my life, but I remember one of the first trips we took to Greece when I was, could really remember. I was five, and my dad had sent my mother, who's a white woman from Arcadia, out with uh, her three kids, I don't know, maybe to Greek or up or something. And we lived on top of an olive oil factory, believe it or not, in wow. Kefalonia. I remember the exact same feeling as a five-year-old, you know, feeling alone, feeling lost, feeling like I'd never get back to America. I saw an 80-year-old woman break the neck of a chicken with one hand and it was ready to eat in 20 (laughs) minutes. I mean, just things that, you know, I'll never forget in my life, you know. She'd pick it up by the head and swing it around? Yeah, it was crazy. I was also attacked by an owl in a church. You know, crazy memories. I will just say we were about 100 feet from the beach and
1: it was a compound uh, populated by us and a bunch of Greek college students, and no clothes were worn. Yeah, and it was
0: the eighties, so they probably smelled horrible, and they no. weren't shaving. No, no, they were beautiful. That they were at Adonis. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. It's seared into my memory. <laughs> See, I think a most Greeks naked is fire hazards, but you know, then again, I mean, everybody has a different experience. So you didn't live like the Peter Gallagher Santorini summer lovers' life. No, we didn't take pictures and we didn't fool around with anybody. Wow, that's what a waste of. I know, that's what wow. I'm. This is what that's I'm saying. Unbelievable. Are we the only two English majors with jobs? Probably. Mm. Uh, I was just an English major because I didn't expect to go to college in a Division One level. And when it happened, I got recruited in a bunch of scholarships, and all of a sudden, you know, I had to make decisions about my future that I didn't think I was going to have to make. And it's like, well, what could I do? Science and math and all those things have always escaped me and been really tedious for me. But I always was a reader. You know, I was always a reader of literary fiction and real, and real books, you know. And because of that, it saved me. Saved me in my career, saved me in my life, made me able to communicate and impress people I probably shouldn't have, just with some rudimentary knowledge of, like, James Joyce and crap like that. I was the only English major on a scholarship in USC football history. Thanks, man. Thank you. It's fun. Did you have fun being here? We could talk about that just for a second.
1: So, And I didn't want to get, like, too public radio-y and too commercial radio. No, do it public radio is public radio. Everybody listening right now knows exactly what public radio is like and it can be a little boring. Take itself a little too seriously. Sitting in the in the studio here at Clear Channel for the Petros and Money show was Fascinating. There's so much crazy stuff going on, but it's it's pure performance. It was it was kind of exhausting
0: because it was so mind-blowingly different from what public radio is like. I'd like to think the show's different from anything out there, and that makes me feel good because. So much of, you know, what's done has been done and been done a thousand times. And, you know, the kind of show we do, we do it because we can. You know, we're comfortable with each other and we trust each other enough to kind of be joyful. There's references in there. There's some you're not going to get. There's some you are. There's some very obscure. There's some that are kind of lofty. And there's some that are the lowest of the low, you know, but it's all kind of in there like a big cauldron. Thanks for being on an offering. Well, it was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to me babble. Yes, UCLA. And the Bruins now take the lead. 19-17. And the extra point to come, a 34-yard hookup. New Heisel to Jordan Payton. Holy
1: crap. <laughs> All right, you got nothing to offer there,
0: Matt. Let's go down to the sideline and Wayne Cook. What's cooking, Wayne? Oh. Ah! <laughs>
1: Petros Papadakis from my Off-Ramp interview in 2014. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Off-Ramp. We come to you from Elias Studios, and I'll catch you next week on the Off-Ramp.
0: This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.